Respect that. That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. You not pee in the pool. You 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 you, you not pee on the barbie. All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from Never Neverland. Take it away, Markbot five thousand. Backed by popular demand, it's Markbot 5000 doing my best impression of Michael Cole. I'm sure you all miss this luxurious voice. It's so soothing and journalistic. Wait, what in the world are you doing here? Oh no. No! Hee hee hee, did I do that? I'm sorry, Daddy Ryan. I promise I won't shoot another computer personality again. Sometimes I just get so jealous. Well, we can't grieve forever. Welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast, everybody. A show where Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduces one match per show to his buddy, who has never watched wrestling. They talk about the backstory, they watch the match, and then they rank that match on their ever-growing list. And let's bring out the star of the show, a man who is accessory to murder today. And someone that I have no reservations about writing out to the fucking cops if it comes down to it. I know about all the skeletons in your snow hole mesh closet, so don't be a narc. Fun Ryan Murphy. Wow. This is another great intro by Markbot 5000. Yeah. It appears that the Michael Cole personality within Markbot uh, is... is deceased as of today i'm sorry sorry to hear that uh michael cole rest <laughs> rest in power uh, but uh, but we've we've got we've got a dominant personality now in uh, in robo jim ross so welcome everybody <laughs> to, to the hard mark podcast ryan i hope for your sake that you don't rat mark out it sounds like did you rat me out no th- no you're an accessory to murder as we just right. as we just heard. Right. So, so like don't he, be a yeah. fucking narc and don't rat out Markbot or else there's gonna be consequences. He knows all all about the skeletons in your Snohomish closet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, gold bar. <laughs> gold was gold bar. Yes, gold bar. Yeah. Which Same I, thing. Same I did reference it at at a dinner with Tony Tate recently, yeah. as a matter of fact. But uh all right. So so Ryan, we'll just launch right into our wrestling. Enough tomfoolery. The last couple of episodes, I fully acknowledge, I fully admit, they have been wordy. There's been some very intricate stories involving celebrities, people with multiple personalities, which we actually just kind of saw an example of here, and hush money sex payouts. But for today, our 75th match, we don't have any of that. The story of our main match is really a pretty simple one. So we, we mentioned an episode or so ago, uh, but it seems like right now is a good time to take care of some housekeeping. It's the first episode of the year 2023, uh, so I promise not to make a habit out of this, but there is one match in particular that we have previously ranked, and I find its ranking so offensive, so heinous, that it warrants a second look. And since it is a brand new year, I think it's about time we give ourselves a fresh start and we can address the elephant in the science lab. This is a rematch. So, 
We have a real new match that we will be getting to, but there's not a ton of backstory for it. So I figured, as a quick aside, we can review a match that we previously ranked that is awful and should not be in the spot that it's in. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the match in question that, that, in my opinion, deserves a re-rank is between Chris Champion and Don Valentine and is currently ranked 12th. Don't tell me. Okay, damn it. You... What? Shouldn't tell me. You should just give me a raw, like... No, 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 no. We need to... Well, because I've got a whole bit I'm going through here. It's currently ranked 12th in our list of matches. I, Ryan, have constructed an hypothesis, which is that this match is not, in fact, the 12th (laughs) greatest match of all time. (laughs) Uh, Furthermore, I propose that at the time of its ranking, you were fatigued and you were upset with me, and the very existence of this match calls into question... The legitimacy of our data. <laughs> so, for anyone curious, we watched this Mac match back in episode 20, the lightning round, an episode that was a train wreck for multiple reasons. I do not recommend going back and listening to it, but it is there should anyone need to listen to it. So, what I am proposing, since we have some extra time, which is not needed for the explanation of our featured bout here today, I suggest we take two and a half minutes which is the length of this match. We use some critical thinking to determine whether this match is, in fact, great. Because currently, it is in our great section. Officially, it's ranked higher than Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, one of my favorite matches of all time. It's ranked higher than one of the latter matches that we've seen. It's ranked higher than the match that Steve Austin was dropped on his head and nearly paralyzed. Now, I'm not saying that this match should be at the absolute bottom of our list, but it should not be anywhere near where it is currently. So my only request of you, Ryan, is to not fuck me scientifically today. My move it up. <laughs> We're going to have I will catch the next flight to Vegas if this fucking thing moves up higher than 12. So, we'll just go ahead. We'll keep things rolling at a brisk pace. Again, the match itself, it's under 3 minutes. And so we've already had you do a prediction for it. So now we're just literally only attempting to re-rank it. There's really no backstory for the match. It takes place in 1988. One of the competitors, Chris Champion, he had previously been part of a tag team called The New Breed. The New Breed claimed to be time travelers from 2002. Uh, At one point, Champion had broken his arm. That arm was put in a cast, and he began decorating it with computer parts, claiming it was a, quote, future cast. Later in his career, Champion would essentially wear yellow face and wrestle as a character named Yoshi Kwan. So that yellow face is the version of blackface, but for Asian. Uh, Anyway, Chris Champion is not being presented as a time traveler anymore. Now he's a cool martial arts guy. His opponent, Don Valentine, could generously be described as a journeyman. An enhancement talent, someone who's thrown out there, sometimes with minimal training, with the intention of making somebody else look good. Valentine's ability to do that is questionable, but we will let Ryan be the judge. So let's uh, let's let's jump into it, Ryan. Let's 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 review our past. Absolutely, as we all should. As we all should. All right, let's uh, send you the link right now. Yeah, I'll start right uh, now. Okay. 
Chris Champion, Don Valentine tie up to begin things here on the Champion is in the Leopard. Don Valentine is in the uh, Baby Blue Singlet. He certainly is. I think there was a reason I rated this so high. Getting it back, feeling it. Okay, yeah, this feels like a definitely a number twelve, a number a great. And he is without a doubt the greatest heavyweight wrestling champion. Oh, what a move there by Chris Champion. He's got great flexibility, this kid. That was it. No, oh, not yet. No, no. Those two, yeah. I don't know if he kicked out or if Chris Champion just pulled him up, but it did. Yeah, only a two. His left arm is some of the results of that accident. Chris Champion. <laughs> yeah, Karate Kid. Surprise right here. Balance. Oh, <laughs> it kicked him right in the jaw. <laughs> I mean, that was a move. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why you hate this match so much. Well, go on. Just say. Just say. say I just think it had a little bit of like real, authentic, clean, just back in the day wrestling. It was quiet in that match. The match. Right it wasn't. You know, it was actual wood back in the day. It was a spring. It was a fucking trampoline. Like, the, I, I, I thought like. The commentary for that particular match fit well. Like, uh, was it great? I don't hate it. That's not what my question was. My question was: was it, was it great? Was it a great match? Was it better than the match where Steve Austin almost got paralyzed? I think it's just context, man. Like, I think it's just. Um, Let's pull up the list. Let's pull up the list, and maybe right. we can find a more suitable spot. Because again, as mentioned earlier, this. Uh, this is currently in our great section, the, the the baby blue, same color as Don Valentine's cool little singlet. You'll notice, and we talked about this a, a few episodes again, again, Ryan, It is that section is specifically called Great Except the Don Valentine Match. Yeah, That's how much a, this bothers I, I me. I see that, but it's a big section. Like it's, a big, it's not like there's not enough room in that section to fit this match in. Like, that is, if I were to bump it, like it would... You know, you got six spots. It is an atrocity that that match is ranked 12 on our list. It's an atrocity. As a, okay, all right. I mean, I'm not going to move it out of this great section just because you think it's an atrocity. There's a lot of well, fucking shit I disagree with, too. Like. I think we should compare it to some other some other matches Okay. on our on our list here. So, okay. So, the here's the bottom of great. This is the bottom of great. The The bottom of our great section is number, uh, number what is that, 18? 18. Sabu versus Terry Funk. Sabu versus Terry, Terry Funk was the barbed wire match where Sabu got his bicep ripped open during the match, taped it up while selling the moves themselves. That was a brutal, barbaric match. That deserves to be in great. Do you think that Don Valentine versus Chris Champion was better than that? I mean, they're just different. They're just different types of matches, and I think you have to respect each match for like what it brings to the table. Like currently, it is ranked better than that. Is it better than that? <laughs> You're just like holding my feet to the fire. Here. Yes, like, I want to get through this quickly, so then we can just put it to bed and move on to our real match that we're watching here today. I okay, okay. One, I am not in the mood to move this match right now today. Like, I understand you brought me. Why here did we like, waste our time watching it then, Ryan? You, I didn't waste any time. You fucking brought this up, Eric. I love where my matches are placed. I think there's an appropriate reason that they're in there. I just think like I, I would have to be like on a little bit of a different plane to move this match today. You're, you're, you know, I refuse to accept that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I refuse to accept that. This match is getting moved today. I will no, I will put I as the owner of this spreadsheet, I will fucking make an executive decision here. Don't make me don't put me in that position. But that match needs to fucking move today, Ryan. There's not an it option. I don't I don't okay, but I okay, I, I don't want to like extend I'm not trying to like drag this out. I understand your point and I, I get what you're saying. I just don't think it was like so horrible that we had to like for the first time in almost 80 matches, like circle back and say, Hey, this match was so fucked up that like it has to be moved. I, I don't think it was that bad. Like it, they had some good moves there. It was quick. It was a fit. It was an efficient match. Uh, there were, okay. There, okay. We don't have to go blow by blow into this match. There was only, there was probably 10 moves in total because again, it was only two and a half minutes long. And of that two and a half minutes, the match itself was about two of those minutes. There was maybe a grand total of 10 of the moves at least two of the ten did not connect at all. They totally whipped yeah, them. Uh, so we're talking twenty percent right. of the moves did not but, land. But that, but that's fucking happens in every match. Twenty percent, like, Ryan. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. But like, not to a great do, match, it yeah, doesn't. Sometimes they do a hundred moves, and like then you have twenty that miss. That's way more misses than two out of ten. I understand percentage wise, same. But like, I'm just saying, it, it's it's a it's a much shorter like quicker you don't have to watch through a bunch of bullshit they got like some good moves in there they had, yes there was two i watched this again i saw two clear misses for sure yes i agree with that and you've you've but crucified it, matches some, for that before but there was some hits there was some hits eric come on like right like there were some good hits this i'm moving this to bad and there's nothing you can do about it i will allow you to put it where you would like me to put it in bad this is going in our bad section yeah i mean you're dropping it to, to, I'm dropping uh, it at least 40 places in our list. <laughs> this is not okay. I cannot sleep at night knowing that this is is in great. I won't al- uh, and because of your obstinance, I was going to allow you to put it where you wanted to, but because you're being such a prick about it, I'm moving it to fucking bad and you're lucky I'm not moving it to goddamn awful. Uh, it's just it's not the right Sunday for me to make this this call here. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll let you I'll let you move it where it needs to be, Eric. I, I defer to your wrestling knowledge, oh, but I, is, I just this today is, is not the right day for me to take a pick that I made lovingly and move it down to shitty. Like you know, that's just not it's not today. I don't have it in me. I'm moving it. Oh man, I don't agree with most of your bad. To be to be perfectly <laughs> honest, I'm moving it to 64. I'm moving it a full a full 50 <laughs> places down. <laughs> this, right. is, this is happening right now. What did have we asked Grant? What he thinks? Grant is going to be on my side, Ch- Chairman of the Board of Directors. Grant, he would. No, I watch. understand that, but I might respect that decision a little bit more. Like if if, uh, if Grant, I will. Um, I will. You know what? I will message him once we're finished up here today, and I will give you an yeah. update on what Grant Grant. Yeah, see where you like. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, like let me know. All right, know. I'm just readjusting things here. Oops. All right. So now that we've got that situated it was like which was like pulling teeth i thought that was just gonna be like a fun little thing i thought you're gonna be like a sensibly minded person but no you're it's like a little pity party over there but i'm hope i'm hoping okay that we can t- we can we can move a, okay. move a forward as gentlemen and professionals well, now i'm in a bad mood during this match too so now i don't know where we're gonna get like. <laughs> so now that we put that to bed, and I'm sure I'm never going to hear anything else about it. Uh, let's move on to our main course. So in episode 55, we saw a tag team match featuring the team of the Golden Lovers, comprised of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. And I know what you're thinking. Aren't you and Ryan the Golden Lovers, Eric? No. It's Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. 
<laughs> Ryan and I just rub our, rub our hemorrhoids together sometimes. So as a quick refresher. <laughs> rated, rated, rated PG. Like. <laughs> I, never, PG. I said R, but not X. But uh, as a quick refresh on the history of these two men, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, Ibushi is rumored to have come from a wealthy family in Japan. And because of that, he was free to pursue any career path that he chose. Over time, Ibushi's interest would take him to studying martial arts and kickboxing and eventually professional wrestling, which allowed him to incorporate his martial arts background as well. Meanwhile, while Ibushi made a name for himself in Japan, another wrestler with similar physical gifts was bouncing around the United States and Canada by the name of Kenny Omega. Omega had seen clips of Ibushi online and was inspired to fly out to Japan to challenge Ibushi. Those two would face off in 2008 with Ibushi coming out the victor, but Omega's performance was so impressive that the company DDT would bring Omega over to live in Japan full time, which is, uh, you know, that doesn't happen every day. And so over the next few years, the tandem would form the team of the Golden Lovers, hinting that there was more to their relationship bubbling beneath the surface, but not quite explicitly stating as such. But as time went on, it appeared that Ibushi was destined to be the star of the team and Omega as his very capable sidekick. Omega was looking to break out of his partner's shadow, and so at the 15th anniversary show for DDT in August of 2012, four years after his first loss, Omega challenged Ibushi for the King of DDT Openweight Championship to prove that he had finally surpassed his partner. Ibushi, who had won the title in June of that year, accepted, and the match was to take place at the Budokan in Tokyo. So, no bad blood, no life-or-death stakes, just two men out to prove that each one is better than the other, and about as close as you can get to a mirror match in professional wrestling. So that's, again, short, sweet, to the point, that is our match here today. That was short-worded as fuck, I would say. Are you upset about how short it was no i just like you said i think we had like several coming into this that were very long so that was uh condensed nicely nicely stated yeah well done i mean yeah, <laughs> okay so you're appreciating that i should have got you yeah like, okay yeah. good i'm glad i'm glad so as far as a little bit of data before we watch this thing ryan's record 40 wins 33 losses and a draw uh, four-match winning streak which is probably the most notable thing so remember your all-time Biggest winning streak is six. Do you think with a 40-33 record that I deserve to be able to make my picks and place them where I would like to on on the board? I'm not... Or do you think you need to override some picks and, and move them wherever you fucking like? This is like a little bit of corruption, I, I, I would say. It's not want. a bit of... It, you know what the corruption is? You putting it fucking 12 <laughs> from the very fucking start. Okay? That's, no, no, that just, was I'm, the corruption. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. Like, I'm fixing the corruption. Your corruption. <laughs> I would say that your, your, your wrestling mind at the time of that ranking was not as finely tuned as it is now. It's... Okay. You're, now you're like a, it's iron sharpens iron. Now you're like a, <laughs> you're like a Ginzu knife. Able to cut through, you know, any <laughs> household utensil put in front of you. Back then, oh, yeah. oh man, you were you were dull as dishwater. You were just uh, you were like a butter knife. It's really nice of you to say. 
<laughs> but I'm saying this is the best possible Ryan. You, but at the same time, very obstinate. And I wish you wouldn't call me out on this because I didn't want to re-rank it, but you, were, you weren't giving me an option. Eric, I'm just, I'm looking at my record. I'm looking at what I brought to the table. I'm just wondering. I'm just asking questions. Hey, just questions. Right? Here, just... You know what? I appreciate you asking questions. I have a question. I have a question too, actually. Yeah, yeah shoot, shoot your question. Is shoot the reason you're here. bringing this up is because you know that when you lose this fucking prediction that you're going to blame it on me getting in your head and, and forcibly re-ranking a previously ranked match? Have I ever done anything remotely <laughs> close to that? Like in the past? Don't. Ordinarily, I'd be like not wanting to give you ideas, but I know you already had that thought in the back of your mind. I'm not planting an idea that you hadn't already come up with. It's not my style. I, <laughs> I, 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 I review the match. I run the data and I make a pick. And, so uh, true. Sometimes your picks just get moved arbitrarily. But that's not, hey, that's neither here nor there. Like, I think that's just... I wanted to get this year off on the right foot, and you're <laughs> being such a petulant child about it. Is it the 29th that's coming out? Now, so this, uh, the, the Wrestle Talk is January 5th. Okay. Oh, so it's a new year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a new year, new ranking. We're getting all the, we're separating the wheat from the chaff. And I promise I'm not going to do this again, but, you know, I, I would have appreciated you going along with it the one time I did want to do it, but you were just. You know, kicking and screaming the whole time. So that's gotta stand up for your beliefs, Eric. That's what I'm going into. Mindset was this new year. So, <laughs> all right, civil rights leader Ryan Murphy over here. So the rest of our, the rest of our data. So four match winning streak. Ryan's record in Japan: two wins, five losses, and his lone draw in Japan. So not this might not bode well for Ryan. But again, he's got his excuse in his back pocket. I can see him already. You know, thinking of it and you know. Phrasing it in his mind of how he he would like to present it when he inevitably loses this match, and then finally, last bit of data here. This is the first match that we've watched from the DDT promotion. Most of the matches we've seen in Japan have been New Japan, uh, with the exception of of a couple. Uh, this will be our first match from DDT, which is taking place again at the Budokan. Have you heard of the Budokan before? No, it's a popular event. I think the Beatles actually had like a live. That Budokan album that they put out. But yeah, fairly famous arena. And uh, here's actually a little tidbit I'll drop before we actually watch the match here, Ryan. One of these competitors, I won't say who, because of something that they did during the match, they ended up getting banned from the Budokan for like a decade. So In, in this match? Yes, something they did in, in the, this uh, match caused them to be banned from the venue, from the Budokan, again, a very famous arena in Tokyo, for a decade. I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to point it out. Uh, any other questions, comments, concerns? If you could avoid anything related to Don Valentine and Chris Champion, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I brought up what I needed to bring up. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Social justice has, been, has yeah. taken place here today, everybody. Well, we are going to watch the match. We'll play you some audio. Well, I don't know if we will. I think it's all Japanese commentary. I don't know how, mo- how well that'll translate over. But we'll at least watch the match, and we'll come back with our thoughts on Kenny Omega taking on Kota Ibushi. Thanks, everybody. We're back. We just watched Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi. Ryan was 
That may have been the most conflicted I've seen my co-host on an episode. I don't know if it's just mental state, if he's starting, if he's finally starting to crumble going into the year 2023 or what's going on. But like, you were simultaneously very complimentary of the moves, and but I've also never heard you complain more about a match. That match was incredibly frustrating to watch. Like, I, I'm still frustrated. It's lingering, but there was some. In- some of the best moves I maybe have seen in wrestling matches. You know? Right. Like, yes. But, yeah. May I, may I posit the theory that maybe your frustration is sexual in nature? <laughs> Absolutely not. I have sex all the time. <laughs> I think you just got to get that poison out, Ryan. I think that's that's what's what's really causing all this strife in the podcast is uh, too much poison. <laughs> But, but did you did you did you enjoy the match? Sort of like I don't know. Like, dude, that was a really hard match to get. I was yeah, like that match really pissed me off. Like most of the time, I'd say seventy percent of the time, and then like twenty percent of the time it was like great moves, and then like ten percent of the time it was just bad fans. Like uh, part of that was the fact, like, so we were literally watching more or less a bootleg version of the match, which was clearly had been captured on someone's phone. I think the audio okay. quality was, was lacking. So let me go ahead. Let me also say, like, it may have been just like, not, maybe not bad fans, maybe bad fans, were, but like, I, there was no commentary on it, like that I could understand. Sure. Yes. yes and yes. and then like the, the, the interaction like I don't know, like ten percent of it was like that aspect too. Like it was like I didn't get there's a huge that's a huge wrestling thing. Like for me, yes, like, that pulse man, and they just didn't have it there because I haven't learned enough to learn Japanese yet. Someday, but yeah, you know, today was not the day. So Nickel, um, that's cat. Did they say cat in it. I don't. I didn't or hear them say cat. You just brought it up. I just. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Nako. Thank you. Teriyaki. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the notes on this thing. So the match begins um, it, after after some clarification. We established just who Kenny Omega is, who Kota Ibushi is. Omega, we've actually seen. Gosh, we've seen him three times. This is the fourth Kenny Omega match that we've seen so far. We saw him wrestle against the the girl, the the eight year old girl, nine year old girl. We also saw him. He's in one of the. I don't know why that's funny. Uh, we also saw him, Kenny Omega. Just fun fun fact is in our number fifth ranked match of all time, the very top of great against uh, Tetsuya Naito, which is, in fact... Uh, our number fifth. Oh, okay, yeah, our number five. Fifth, fifth match in our... <laughs> who, who are you to, to pick apart <laughs> I, I, language, I, uh, sir? Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I, should, I should just let that one slide. You, you probably should have. <laughs> I, mean, I was sexually frustrated, like, you know, like... You're- <laughs> Right. And when people get sexually frustrated, what they start doing? <laughs> Picking apart people's sentences. That's the first yeah. thing. But yes, again, fourth match we've seen of Kenny Omega. N- Ryan hasn't loved all of his matches, but we definitely have the, at least the one that was very highly, highly ranked from our from our friend. But uh, Kota Ibushi, this is only the second time we've seen him. He had his emo hair. Again, part of the, he's representing that Black Parade. You were surprised when I reminded you that this was a 2012 match. This, I, yeah, I bet. I put that in 1992. Eric, quality camera. I understand that you say, like, there's some shit going, but, like, that match looks so fucking old. Uh, <laughs> even with a t- 2012 camera or whatever that you... You can see this on a 2012 iPhone and had better quality than this. Like, 
Yeah, it's probably recorded on a 2012 iPhone. The the version of the video we saw, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I it's not a tiny promotion in Japan, but they are definitely a smaller promotion. They do not have the budget of say a New Japan. They would, but uh, yeah, DDT, and again, ten years ago, so. There were some companies who were kind of making making the leap to like fully high def that sort of thing, but I think that was what uh, sort of sort of we expe- we experienced during that match. But the the start of the match itself, a lot of arm work from from Kenny Omega onto Kota Ibushi, which I know that was you probably hated that the most. I didn't. Well, I didn't love it. I didn't hate. There's other things I hated more about this match than just the arm work. Uh, the arm work was a thing. I just like. I've never seen so much arm work, I guess. It just cost arm work, and it was <laughs> yeah, at least like solid seven to ten minutes of arm work in the beginning of the match. Yeah, that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. Was there yeah. was was there one move in particular towards the beginning that like stood out to you that were like kind of shifted away from the arm thing? Um in the beginning, I, I not well, particularly like I mean there there was like there there was some mood. I don't Recall if they were in the beginning or not. There were some moves that started to like pick up, okay, mid to beginning. But yeah, why are you asking for a certain reason? <laughs> no, I was just wondering if if there was something that stood out in your mind. I think for me, it's all arm work. <laughs> so yeah, so right after the arm work, so the arm work did go on for roughly around ten or so minutes. There were some exchanges, you know. There, there's 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 some bravado, you know, some shoulder so, shoulder blocks. You know, you you hit me with your best shot. I'll hit you with mine. We'll see who's who's still standing. At the end, but I think really where the match kind of starts escalating a bit, uh, Abushi is preparing for a dive. He leaps up to the top rope from from the mat and does this springboard twisting something or other to the to the floor. And I think that's where kind of things started picking up a little bit. You also seem to enjoy the uh, repeated round kicks to the chest of Omega yeah. from Abushi. Solid moves right there, like. Absolutely. Yeah, from a from a technical perspective, pretty good. Uh, they they brawl out on the entrance platform, uh, which again is level with the the ring itself. We've got a suplex on the entrance. I know you didn't like that. So Omega gets hit with a suplex. Abushi um, uh, kind of goes back into the ring, and then the referee is counting Omega, and and like that part for sure was one element that you were frustrated by. I could I could tell. Was that when they? Well, I was like, hey, like he's just not taking advantage of. Like, I think it was the first time you said it. I know that came, yeah, came up yeah. a few times, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yes, you you yeah. were. Yeah, that, that was, was. Yeah, I did not like. I, I I cannot fucking stand when this happens in wrestling matches. I I get there's like some theatrics and you gotta like, but it is always at least like make it where you go after him and then there's like some like, you know, weird uh, like side plot that's like, oh, that's why I couldn't get like, but like stop fucking letting him sit there like cry, you know, and you're good. And then yeah. just that pisses me off. Eric. That just pissed me off. Like, <laughs> it just upsets me. So. Yeah. Not, yeah. not due to sexual frustration, just because he doesn't like not it. Not due to sexual frustration. Yeah. Just, you know, stop, stop posting on our social media that he's socially, that he's sexually frustrated, everybody. Socially frustrated. He's socially frustrated. <laughs> he's very content socially. He's. <laughs> <laughs> no more rumors about that. But uh, back in the ring, we've got uh, a number of, of pretty pretty good moves. There's like a sh- standing shooting star, which is like a front flip from Omega. Uh, you know, he starts kind of coming back after some aerial offense from Ibushi. We have a standing Phoenix splash from Ibushi, which is like a twisting dive just from, a, again, a standing position, which is very impressive. If you don't know what a Phoenix splash is, then, you know. I don't 
I don't fault you for that, audience. But uh, really, things kind of pick up, and I, I warned Ryan ahead of time. I had to splice two different videos of this match together. Uh, we have like an awkward cut, but we see a moonsault, a backflip, off of the, the balcony of the arena. And so that is actually the move that got Kota Ibushi banned from the Budokan for about 10 years or so. It was not allowed to perform there because he had been expressly told, you are not allowed to die from the balcony of the arena, and he did it anyway. That, that was the one move that would bring me back to that arena. Just so you know, like I want to expressly um, kind of stay here that I'm upset that he was banned. Just, just as for Abushi, like, and that was that was just it was solid, and I was, I I was even more upset at that point that they banned him. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. It was like sexual assault, maybe, <laughs> like, and, you know, like or like uh, what it was. But that was if that's how he got banned. Then yeah. Now I'm pissed, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that was that was really really great stuff. I believe really he, good move. I believe he has Horrible wrestled one since, like, but yes. What's that? The band has been rescinded since then, so you don't have to, you know, go on a big Twitter campaign or anything. Luckily, good. Not this time. It's my Twitter, my Twitter's gonna be all fired up here. <laughs> you and Elon, very close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got a buckle bomb where you kind of like toss the guy into the into the turnbuckle. There was some really impressive. What was it that you <laughs> described it as one point in time towards the beginning of the match, like Mortal Kombat or something, like a very. Like, yeah, their yeah. strike exchanges were excellent. Like I think yeah. that's one of the things in Japanese wrestling that has gone even developed even more is like these very quick, fast exchanges of like kicks and punches and stuff like that. Like this is kind of one of the earlier versions of of one of those, but they've even gotten more advanced uh, since then. Kind of towards the end of the match, so Ryan did choose Kota Ibushi. The I'd say the most notable match is towards the end. So. Uh, Omega is standing up on the top rope, and while he's standing up there, Abushi springboards up, hits what's called a hurricane rana, where you basically wrap your legs around the guy's head and like flip them backwards out to the floor. Unfortunately, the cameraman did not get the shot of Omega hitting the ground, but I, I mentioned to Ryan, Omega has since said that that was the most painful bump he's ever taken in a, in a wrestling match, was the flip dive, flip bump, from the top rope of the ring out to the floor. Uh, that looked incredibly it was a solid move. Another one of many in this match, but yeah, it was a, <laughs> I yeah, like I, I wish it would have cut like to see more of what happened, but like, you can see like from the initial like perspective that it was pretty intense. Like, yeah. And then of course they got back immediately on Ryan's bad sign because they did the big 20 count. Uh, Omega took all 20 of those seconds to get back into the ring. And uh, I'm not even sure he made it. <laughs> oh, he made it. I, I had a timer. I had a timer. I was, I was, I was keeping track. Yeah. But so that's like arguably the most notable move of the match. Another fucking notable move. The one that I always cringe whenever I see it, because I've seen guys who like broke their neck from this move. I don't even know what it's called, but essentially what happens is Omega again on the top rope. He's kind of like laying there Ibushi kind of cradles him like he wraps his hands behind Omega's neck and has him kind of like bundled up and then just throws him backwards and Omega just lands head first on the ground. Again, I've seen guys get their neck broken with that that move specifically before. It's always makes me cringe. There's these head and neck shots were pretty 
I mean, pretty pretty wild throughout the the match. There was a lot of them, and they were able to roll out of them like yeah. seemingly pretty easily. Like I don't know if it hurt later, but like right. I mean, well, I yeah, there was a lot of them, and and they looked really well done. Yeah, um, very well so, executed for sure. Yeah, but after that uh, package suplex. Omega kicks out of the the pin, but then Kotobushi goes back up to the top row, picks his big Phoenix Splash. That's it. One, two, three. So that brings Ryan's record up to 41, 33, and one. He's on a five-match win streak. He could tie his all-time all-time longest uh, win streak with a, a victory uh, next episode. So we'll see how that, that plays out. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. See what match gets picked for next week. Here's what I'll say. I've previously mentioned to you, and I don't, I like part of me just doesn't want to ruin any sort of surprise at all. I've mentioned previously how there are three matches in pro wrestling history that are probably the most well-known matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, which was, which was our very first match that we've ever saw uh, for the program. Also, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, the Montreal Screwjob, which we went into in depth about Bret Hart getting fucked over against his his knowledge, against his will in Montreal. That's the second one. The third of those three is our next match. Okay. All right. So. Good. Good. Yeah. I think that gives me a good shot to make a fair sixth pick instead of you fucking me over. I think, didn't you lose the Montreal Screwjob? I'm just saying, like, there's been some, like, fucking matches. Of, like, I okay, this is top three. I at least get a fair shot at a, a sixth consecutive victory. Oh, okay, okay, right? good. It, not necessarily that yeah. it's it's one of the, the best three matches, but definitely one of the three most notable matches, I is think. Is it fucked up? Is it a fucked up match? <laughs> uh, not in the way that you would be annoyed by. Like so, when okay. you say fucked up, you're talking about like referee chicanery and like shit like that. Like yeah, put, like 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 putting yeah, like uh, is there going to be some weird, you know, kind of creeping in aspects of the match that like fuck me over? Like no, nothing, that, nothing that, like we, that. I think you were going to be. I think you were going nice. to be very sports entertained next episode. Well, then I'm. I'll be here. All right. I'll put in my. We got him for one. Assistant. We got him for one more session. Everybody, we did it. <laughs> let's rank. Let's rank what we just saw. As difficult as that may be, it's gonna be a really tough one, man. Like I just could. I might have to put it below where we just moved. <laughs> How fucking dare you <laughs> even threaten that? That was not a bad uh, match. I don't think it was a bad match either. This was not a bad match for sure. Like I think this match was. God, like. The, okay, but Eric, this match did frustrate the shit out of me. There was like, it was it was just strict. There was no storyline really to me, and there was no like like all of a sudden I've got into storyline wrestling and I just can't. You know? <laughs> and there was there was no there's no commentary. There's no fan base that I could like see and like that. But fucking great moves. Yeah. I, Japan wrestling. I have to give them that. I'm just. There's nothing that really like held me into this match. Sure, and like the, uh, full disclosure. I'm not, I don't follow a whole lot of DDT wrestling. So, like, for me, I was kind of trying to piece all the puzzle parts together to try and uh, ascertain yeah. what the, the story leading into the, like, honestly, watching this match and putting my notes together for it was the first time I'd ever seen it. So, this okay. wasn't something I'd like, oh, been holding on to for the past 10 years. Like, you got to see this. Like, I just, I knew that there is a story that we want to tell kind of 
that involves this match o- over the next uh, little while. So, yeah. I mean, I think like where I would put it is somewhere like between like the top of okay and like the bottom good. I think maybe the top okay is more well placed. Okay. Um, I think I feel like it's been a while since I've dabbled in the okay area for some reason. <laughs> uh, I don't really know where You're clicking a mile a minute over there. That's what I do. I just like to click. But no, it has been um, a bit since we put a match. Uh, put a match there. And for anyone curious, the okay section is. I know it says 33, but since I moved Don Valentine's down, it's actually 32 through 53 are the... Uh, I'm going to put this to new 40. Like, I just think it belongs there. So, above Bret Hart and Yokozuna? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought there was some great shit in this match, but it could not hold my attention. Like, I was... And that's something that frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> so, they got fucked because of me and my... Um, but good, good moves, good moves in this match for sure. And just so it's clear, just so there's no confusion for any, I don't know how many people are actively checking the list. I do post the list though, and I update it when I remember. Uh, usually every every week or a couple weeks or so. But uh, so this is going to be the 39th match. I, I know Ryan, you're seeing it as 40. That's because I have not adjusted. Because again, ha, Don Valentine versus Chris Champion. That ain't 12 anymore. <laughs> so that's going to mean this is 39. I no respect, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll no talk. To, I'll talk to the board of directors. We'll see. We'll see what they I'll talk to the board. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we did it. We got our science. We got uh, that. Wasn't the match? That wasn't the ranking I was hoping to get from it. But you know what? We sometimes, sometimes you eat the bar. Sometimes the bar I, eats you. What were you? I just curious. What were you hoping to get out of it? What did you think it was going to land? Um, I was expecting it would probably be good to good to great. Oh, really? I uh, thought so. I knew that you weren't going to like the arm work uh, towards the beginning. I didn't realize <laughs> the extent of how much it was going to chap your ass, though. That was that was unexpected really, to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. Sorry. <laughs> it's, Sorry, I, guys. But... It's okay. I forgive you. But uh, now that we're, we're, we've got that in the rear view, we got to finish this thing. Ryan's, you haven't eaten yet, correct? No, he has some eating. chicken in the fridge. This guy he hates eating. He's got to eat his chicken. But before he eats chicken, we can't let him go until Eric's Wisdom Tree. And I'm here to give you all wisdom. And in fact, this isn't even... I've got an item on here. It, it's not wisdom. It's not wisdom. It's more... Sometimes I just kind of pose things that I'm like mulling over, like I'm trying to kind of almost spitball like what should a f- what should wisdom be here i think that falls under the umbrella of the wisdom tree so i'm gonna hit you with a question here ryan i'm gonna get your opinion mm-hmm. about a subject you're a former homeowner in a in a past life yes that's true we can check the value on that home you know out here on the podcast <laughs> if you'd like please but uh i'm gonna ask you for your opinion on this i i have a feeling you're gonna have an opinion about it too am okay. i a dick <laughs> there's more to it am i a dick for blowing my leaves on the street what time do you do it oh i mean not well people are it's, it's like afternoon time you're not like a 6 a.m like leaf blower guy no and that that well, i'm not plus okay as we've established huh, this is a battery powered household this is this is not gas oh that's right i should by fault how could i yeah your neighbors are lucky to have you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a true treasure in the neighborhood. Yeah. But is it a dick um, move? I told Heather about this. 
And she was like, eh, I don't think you're supposed to do that. And I was like, really? Uh, I don't think you're a dick for doing that. I think it's probably, I would, I, I would do it. I, either, either you're not a dick or that just makes me a dick. Oh, were as well. you, did you uh, also used to do that too? Um, I didn't, so like, we didn't have like a huge leaf problem in our front yard. Like I would also just mul- kind of mow and mulch them, um, uh-huh. if I did, but if I had the leaf blower, I don't have any issue with blowing them out to the street. Right. Like, I, I don't think that's a huge dick move. So the, the, uh, explanation that I was given when, when inquiring about this is that there's a potential for the leaves to get into the gutter and clog drain. up, clog the, drain. Up, clog yeah. up the drains in the, in the gutters. Um, but you, but like where you're at, has there been any drainage? Because all you really have to do is that's a problem is like, kind of like, like, I mean, we had drains at our house. We just pulled off the leaves. It's not that big of a deal. Like, are you running into drainage problems there? No, but I mean, so I, I live on a, it's like a, a two lane street with yeah. a, with a middle turn lane. So I don't know that I would even notice if. Is there, is there any puddling happening on that street? No. Uh-uh, no. Yeah. See, I think I, th- I think you're fine. Like, I think you're fine. I, I think if you if you are starting to block a drain, then yeah, like you could be kind of a dick for like if you could t- if it if a drain is blocked and you're continuing to like fucking block that drain, <laughs> then yes, you are being negligent and a dick. Okay. But if there's no drain blockage, I don't see like those things get swept up by like sweet sweepers or, or yeah, you know the, the yeah. I don't think you're being a dick. Like, but yeah, like you can't continue to fuck up a you just gotta be you just gotta like look with your eyes you know i found so what I, what was happening is so i remember i looked like up and down the street to be like is anybody else doing this besides me yeah yeah not really <laughs> so i was oh, like oh, hey. oh there's not the other people doing it no i didn't see like so like in front of my house there was a huge fucking cluster of leaves yeah. that made it very identifiable that these are coming from my right. house from you? From yeah. me, yeah, from me specifically. Because I have three different trees that all deleaf themselves at the fall, and apparently they all deleaf themselves at different times. And so the first tree, I, I basically put it all in my yard waste bin, took it out, whatever. The second tree was is basically next to the sidewalk uh, at the front of my house, and I was like, fuck, I don't really want to do this shit again. I'm just going to blow it out on the street. And then, and it would it, be one thing, I would say it would be a dick move to do if I was in like a cul-de-sac, then I'm like making it my immediate neighbor's problems because those leaves are just yeah. going to go into other people's yards. This is a, a street that just goes on for fucking miles. Like, so, I, okay, 100%. Like, I, Eric, fuck putting leaves into a fucking bag and then putting it, or like into a, like, fuck that. Fuck breaking leaves. I, I think if you blow them into I don't think you should make piles on the sidewalk like that's that looks a little suspicious just blow them all into the street that that's what I did that's got, what I did oh the cars are just blowing them away and so then like, the cars are just yeah are kind of distributing yeah, them from there yeah like yeah, oh, where there's like a bus a smart, or a truck it's just smart homeownership right there <laughs> I, I'm fully on board with you like okay 100% yeah. okay yeah, yeah no I blew them off they were not on the sidewalk they're officially on the street yeah. and then I'd like check to see like oh, are any cars coming no I'm gonna blow them out further onto the street so that way <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get out there a little bit like yeah just yeah. spread it like yeah exactly I I could not agree with you more on this uh, on this leaf blowing thing because leaves suck in the fall. So just yeah, just spread them out. No one's gonna know. You're you know, just put them out there. Put them out there. Well, well done. That's well all. Done. That's all you needed to know. Put them out there, everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back here on our whatever, however many many years we've been at this thing. 
gosh, feels like a while. I think we actually started recording in 2019, so we're we're over over three years into this. Time time flies when you're having rum, right, Ryan? But we'll be <laughs> back on the, on the 12th of January for some more some more talk, some more friendship, some more conversation. So if you are not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. I'm fixing the corruption. Corruption. <laughs>